Hey guys, welcome to the first episode of Friends Against Government Podcast. Why don't you hit your ride with me, Car Campit, and Goonie Birdo while we explore the void every week here on the FagCast. This is Car Campit, with me Bird. Bird, what's going on, man? What's up, man? Oh my god, how hard was it to record this thing? Dude, what a nightmare getting this thing up and running. So I am... I am borderline retarded with technology so i was leaning heavily on you and then i realized that you were just not in a position to give me any aid uh aid or comfort in this situation so we are it, we is, really should have planned that one out <laughs> <laughs> so oh, what do we have right now you're you, you're uh, on your iphone on so the other thing the, before we dive into that i want to I, I i figured out a gem and that is that you are currently carrying two phones as you always do with you and you are I, not I, a drug dealer yep. to my knowledge Yep, I got two phones. I got an iPad. So I have, look, look, I have two phones because I bought a new phone and I had to keep the old phone. So you got to do something with it. And looky here, it came in pretty clutch. So let me ask you this. Since you bought that second phone, how many times has it come in, quote unquote, pretty clutch? Now? Okay, all right. So just one time. What, 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 one time. What, when did you make the purchase? I want to back into like some uh, kind of Oh, I sold my – you know what? This this will – here's the segue for you. Yeah. I sold some Bitcoin. Did you? Right before the crash. Nice. 17.8. Okay. And managed to buy myself a new phone because the old one, Apple fucked me a little bit. Uh, As they will Made do. my battery die. Sure. And uh, yeah, got myself a new phone. Keep the old phone handy for these clutch occasions. I will take my thank you card in the mail. Sure, um, sure. Okay, so seventeen eight. We're talking what mid December? Right before Christmas. Okay, right before yeah, got yourself crash. a little Christmas Christmas present. Yeah. Well, we're yeah. working where we're working our way back up. I the uh, we broke what ten k today. Uh, on uh, just just crawling back up a little bit. Uh, the alts are starting to. Uh, recover a little bit. The noose around my neck is becoming slowly but cautiously untied. <laughs> Let me ask you a question about that, actually, because this, like I said, good segue into it. So, did you watch the Ellen DeGeneres thing? No, I saw I saw something floating around on the website about it, but I didn't I didn't dive in. I just I didn't. Did that break today, or did that come out today? It. I think it broke today. Okay. I mean, it broke me today. <laughs> All right, go on. What was what's going on with it? I didn't. I I, right. I I can only imagine what what. So, pops up on my timeline. I think it might have been in our group chat, okay. but it pops up on my timeline. And, you know, probably the same thing you did. If you saw it at all, you looked at it and went, oh, God, I don't want to see that. Yeah, that's but exactly what I did. I, I, took, I took a moment. Took the moment. I, I um, put the video on, put the headphones in. I was with my dad. We were watching uh, Winter Olympics, but I had to get it in. So, I, I put it in, and it starts off. Ellen asks the lovely crowd... Uh, hey guys. Um, wait, wait, wait. She asked the know? crowd. Hold on, hold on. Yeah. Bro. Oh yeah. She asked. She yeah. asked the crowd. Yeah. She asked. This is one of the best parts that I saw. So she's she, she doesn't have like an expert in here, and she's interviewing the expert. She's she's just crowdsourcing this to a bunch of people that would show up to an Ellen generous show. Oh, oh, dude. She's she's got basically a PowerPoint presentation she made. It's no. It's oh. So what she does is she she asks the crowd. Hey guys, does anyone know what Bitcoin is? And and to my surprise, although I don't know if I feel happy or sad about it, most of the people rose their hand. They're like, "Oh, we, we we've heard of Bitcoin before." Blah blah blah. Then she goes, "So how many of you can explain it to me?" Oh, one dude, one dude raises his hand, 
And, you know, jokingly, she goes, put your hand down, liar. Oh, roast. <laughs> Joke, jokingly. Ellen roast. Jokingly. And, and, and the greatest thing about that was I, I, I saw a comment under the video where it was posted on Twitter that was like, why didn't she just ask the one dude who knew about Bitcoin what if that, to explain What it? if that dude was Satoshi Nakamoto? Like, he had been hiding out <laughs> for 10 years. And he just he's like, oh. I'm going to time this perfect. Ellen's go, I, I'm, I'm going to the Ellen Show taping. It's just slowly stands up, just this Asian dude staring down at Ellen. He's like, I, I think do. he was Asian, too. <laughs> oh, dude, it was Satoshi. It was Satoshi. I'm telling you, it man. Might have been I haven't even seen the video. I know it was Satoshi. I'm 100% certain. <laughs> I'm not Keep going. What's going sure. on? All right, so what I happens next? I want him to be Asian. He's become Asian. So, so she turns on her little PowerPoint. She explains it. She she says one of the funny things I think she said was that all I know about Bitcoin is that it's worth either twenty thousand or nothing. Which I think that's funny that's because fi- it, okay. of what we've had to go through with sure. it. But yeah. she, it's it's almost like Haha, it's it's so much money or it's nothing. It's like there's no there's no like. There's no suffering behind it. Right, right. Yeah, I'll give her... Okay, I'm going to be lenient. I'll I'll say Ellen won Bitcoin zero. For now. Keep going. Okay. She begins to explain sort of... the the principles behind Bitcoin. She she pulls up a a picture of a baby goat. And she she explains to the audience that much like how the baby goat is not physical... A kid, if you will. A kid is not physical, mm-hmm. neither is Bitcoin. You can't touch it, you can't hold it, you can't grab it. So she uses that to explain digital currency. Wait, 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 she, wait. She's telling me that a goat is not physical? The, the picture of the goat. Oh. You can't – the picture of the goat is, is just a picture. It's not really a goat car. All right. I hate to break it to you. Yeah. I hate to break it. <laughs> so right. she, um, she she doesn't – she literally isn't able to explain what decentralized means. She just explains digital, and she moves forward to explain how you hold uh, the Bitcoin using a, a digital purse. If she said HODL, if she said HODL, I would have an aneurysm. <laughs> so just tell me now so I don't watch the video and die. Although it no sounds hodling. like I may die anyway. <laughs> no HODLing. Okay, all right. Not, not, a, not a cent of HODLing. All right, back to it. She, Jesus... She starts talking about digital purses, and she uses the phrase digital purses, which uh, I think that's when my teeth started hurting. Right, yeah, sure. Um, Lockjaw. She shows a picture of a digital wallet. I think it was like the Toast wallet. Um, okay. And then she shows a picture of the Ledger Nano S, and she goes... Oh, she had a Ledger yeah, Nano a, on there. She had a picture of it. She had a picture of the oh, Ledger man, Nano Oh, man, another... So another non-physical entity. Okay. <laughs> There you go. She's putting it all together. Sure. She shows the picture of the Legend NOS, and she goes. That's yeah, called. That's, like called, a, is, that's called a paper wallet, bird. It's when you print out a picture of a Legend NOS and then you write your private key on the back. That's that's a paper wallet. <laughs> all right. Sorry, that was Holy horrible. Shit. Just keep keep going. Holy keep going. Shit. Just power through my no. insanity. <laughs> Just power so, through it. <laughs> I'm powering through. So she. Shows the pictures of the Nano S. She explains what the Nano S is. She says, oh, isn't this a great idea that you could put all of your Bitcoin onto one thing that could be easily washed in a machine and destroyed? She calls it a piece of plastic, by the way. And yeah. if you own a Ledger Nano S, you know it's not made of plastic. But that's just kind of the, no, mine's the made inner of, fedora tipping. Mine's, mine's made of paper. And I have numbers written on the back. <laughs> Stop. Like, like You're not everybody. Getting this over. You're not getting this one over. <laughs> Keep going. She, so, she, 
I, I wish that Satoshi and the crowd jumped up right then and there and was like, that's not how it works. It's private keys. You could just reboot it if it it's is not destroyed. True. Nothing. No. Not a thing. Uh, nope. Crickets. Has the laughter from the crowd, you know. Sure. She says, oh, we'll see where it goes and that blah, 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 ends the segment. Two minutes long, two minutes of feeling like I went to get my teeth cleaned at the dentist. Uh just yeah. uncomfortable so that's it and so I, she just ends it there so what does she do after that does she have another like what does she have another oh, segment does it go to commercial or did, does satoshi come out with a knife like what what happens uh, <laughs> he jumps he jumps onto the stage and he, and he assassinates her like, yeah 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 Japanese and then like commits to it like like commits suicide like a like a japanese like samurai kamikaze like, <laughs> like wow i did not she, see that um, coming ellen i don't geez. know if she if she if she like continued on the train of thought but okay i saw the video that i saw and i'm going to assume so as to not hurt my brain or teeth anymore that it ended there. And I okay. wanted to ask you a question, sure. maybe if you have any insight into this. Do you think, and maybe you should go and watch the, the video when you do get a chance, but first impressions of what I've told you, do you think that that's going to have an impact on the market? <laughs> well, <laughs> do you think people are buying baby goats this year is what I'm asking you. I bet, I bet there's a, yeah, but I'm going to go long on pieces of paper, uh, pa- like portraits of baby goats. So that's, I'm going to leverage that trade. Um, no, I don't, I, I, I mean, she didn't, so she didn't tell anybody how they could even purchase, but she didn't go full nope. CNBC mad money or whatever, showing people how to Not buy a ripple chance. and sell it at Not. a three times loss later. Not a, oh, not a chance. Ah. Not a chance. Dagger. Dagger. Yep. So well, you're so you're saying this is going to have no impact on the market. Oh, so man. I shouldn't I shouldn't stock up now. <laughs> well, I think you should always stock up. Uh, no, I don't know. Who knows, man? I got to see the video, and uh, but it sounds like it was just the blind leading the blind. I don't think anybody got any closer to buying any Bitcoin from it. I mean, that's what it sounds like to me. But I, I how no hard idea. could it have been for her to just bring in a Bitcoin expert? I mean, for two minutes, just two minutes, bring somebody in who knows what they're talking about. Bring in fucking Roger Veer. I don't care. Just bring in somebody who knows how to talk about a coin. Yeah, bring. I mean, bring bring in an actual goat. I mean, that would have been better than just a picture. Of a <laughs> I mean, that would have literally made the segment probably better. You know, and then right. Dr- but then she couldn't explain how Bitcoin is a digital currency. Well, that's true. It would have totally goat. put a monkey wrench in her explanation. Perfect explanation of Bitcoin. You're right. That is. People that is are freaking out in point. the stands. Yeah. She's got a live goat. What is that goat gonna do? Why is it here? I'm hungry. What if she People just like freaking out. sacrifices the goat on the stage? She's like, "This, <laughs> this is, is Bitcoin, Bitcoin like as a devil." <laughs> like, well, yep, I'm thinking. Yeah, well, that would have been next better. Next week, we'll see. We'll see satanic sacraments and how it relates to Bitcoin. That's Ellen, if you need new, where we're going. Ellen, if you need new writers, you know where to reach us. It's Car Camp it and Goonie Birdo. We're 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 here to we're here to please. You know. So I hissed at that one, man. I that hurt my. That hurt me a lot when I saw that video. Whistled through your broken teeth. <laughs> yeah. So that was my story of uh, Bitcoin and um, and how it hurts. Well, dude, it seems like every week there's a new there's a new deal. It's always popping up on the on the on you know the website on the timeline, and and, and it's if it's not this, it's that. I haven't I haven't watched that Ellen one, but there have been some absolutely brutal ones. I could not believe the CNBC one where they were showing people how to buy Ripple. 
you know. Right oh man, I don't even. I didn't even know there was a thing. And, oh and dude, then yeah, they, they were, crashed I think it was, right I think, away. Yeah, dude, they, it was. I think it was on CNBC. They had a segment showing people step by step how to go and buy Ripple on uh, Coinbase. I think it was, and it was right, right before the pump just fucking dumps off at three dollars right after that. And then and then they had the <laughs> the gall to go and show people how to sell Ripple like in a oh. separate segment like later down the road, but. That, um, tell me that is not the insiderist trading, uh, dude. I, 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 but I At don't even know if I can attribute that because they're just. It, I think it was just blind idiocy. I, I, I honestly uh. do. I mean, it could have been. I'm not. I'm not saying it couldn't have been malice, but I just think it was just a bunch of idiots. Is what is what oh, I man. think it's far more likely. But. Uh, uh, I don't know who, who who the hell knows. But that's anyway. why one of the main rules of this whole thing is do not trust anybody no. because that is just as likely to have happened. And who knows? Maybe Ellen, maybe Ellen did a really poor job at explaining that she wants people to buy uh, a Bitcoin because maybe she's got a lot of Bitcoin and she's just waiting to sell. Well, she's certainly got a lot of money. I know that. And baby goats. And potentially baby goats. That's unconfirmed. We'll leave that as unconfirmed for now. We uh, should stop her. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, for everybody listening, this is not necessarily just a cryptocurrency chat, although we will be bringing it up frequently um, and probably pretty early in each episode because there's always just some fantastic news involved. Uh, the intent of this podcast, the Friends Against Government podcast, is kind of bringing some of that shit posting and boyish humor that we all love on the website into one kind of blow-off valve uh, for those liberty-leaning individuals out there uh, in the void. So I hope that we can kind of continue that um, and, 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 and take this through and provide something that people can this is This is the Malibu. This, this is, is the Malibu for the liberty movement, hopefully. <laughs> that's, exactly. That's exactly what it is. Just drink a delicious beverage on the beach. We're going to try and have fun. We're going to bring people in, like-minded people. Talk about baseball and how my Mets are garbage. We're going to talk about football and, and, and how my Vikings are garbage. S- sorry, Carr. I got off track. What? Dude, yeah. Well, d- while, you're, while you're on that track, I've, every single sports team that I like is complete shit. Complete shit. And I don't like sports anymore, so we don't even have to talk about it. Nope. We do not, <laughs> especially since we spent about 45 minutes beforehand talking about how much we love baseball. Dude, <laughs> Bird, I wasn't even out. listening to you. I was, I, was, I, was like, I was just shouting in the microphone about how all of my sports teams suck for 45 minutes, and then I just realized that you were also on the call. That's basically Is that what you did? And I was kind of like, you know what? I think the, Met, I think the Mets could pick it up this year. Nope. No chance. Oh, man. So, yeah, we're going to bring people in every once in a while. We're going to have some special games that I like to put together. We got ideas, conspiracy courts coming up. We got Todd Takes. Maybe we should tell them about Todd Takes. Todd Takes, Todd Takes. This is something that erupted out of a group chat that actually uh, our good buddy Anarchy Ball got everybody together in a group chat. I say everybody, a lot of people together in a group chat, uh, which is actually how I think kind of we started talking, uh, Bird. Um, no, well, we was... started talking because we found out we were uh, blood relatives, but that's beside the point. Oh, yes, when I accidentally doxed myself. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we found out. But I, we have, like, the same last name. Yeah, okay. <laughs> really bizarre uh, s- story, but... Um... Yeah, so so uh, Anarchy Balls organized this chat. We got a bunch of people together, and it's just been a blast. It's kind of like a home away from home off the website where you can go and, and blow off steam. And I feel like we're creating something even further where we can be even more idiotic and blow off even more steam so that there's just no steam left. There's none. We just eliminate I'm, steam. I'm uh, constantly blowing. This process, blowing it. 
blowing steam. Blowing constantly. <laughs> yeah, man. So hopefully we can have some 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 reflections of that chat in here and get some of those dudes in because as long as we don't have to talk about traps for three hours, we'll be good. If we yeah, want to and have we can always cute, do that before cute we conversation. We can it always, will come oh, yeah. up. It will come it, Yes. Yes, it frequently. will. Frequently. <laughs> oh, man. But, yo, Bert, so uh, just to give, just to orient people a little bit, uh, I think this is something that we had talked about not too long ago uh, offline, but the the different uh, perspectives between somebody. So you're a little bit younger than I am, and I, I, I'm the stereotypical Paulista idiot teenager. Um, so I was coming of age during Ron Paul's first well, I say first. First run as a major candidate, not counting his '88 run for the Libertarian Party, um, right? And then you're you're you you're kind of I would say post Paul. Yeah, post Paul. You're so post-Paul. it's com- it's two it's two com- almost completely different. I don't want to say views on liberty, but but the the way that we came into the movement was, was probably radically different. Oh, totally different, right? You had the you sort. I feel like with people uh, who got into Ron Paul, they had their their, and I don't mean to say this in a, a bad way at all. It's, it's he's an incredible dude. They sort of had their Messiah. Yeah. They sort of had their their point in the right direction. This is what we need to do. This is how we're going to do it. I'm your voice, and and I want to impart to you all this knowledge. Read these books and end the Fed. And I didn't have that. Uh, yeah. I, I, yeah. It's it is different, but I feel like we've sort of converged onto the same opinions one way or another oh for sure no no yeah the movement the movement is intellectually um similar yeah oh for sure for sure for sure it's just and i almost look at like i'm so impressed by you and a bunch of the guys your age that came in because i almost feel like it was i don't want to say too easy for people my age but there was certainly for anybody that had that was willing to kind of open their ears at that time the 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 messenger was there and um, maybe now it's definitely after that 2012 Ron Paul run, it, it's a little bit harder to find. I'm not saying, and, and I, I'm, so there's two things I'm not saying. One is that Ron Paul is the end all be all of libertarianism, although I think he is one of the heroes within. But it, the other thing that I'm not saying is that that's the only way that you, you get into this thing is through some political figurehead. I mean, it's absolutely just not, right. Yeah, it's not the case, but, but you can't deny the fact that, that he, he brought a lot of people in and, and, and it was easy when there was somebody up on stage every, you know, three nights in a Republican debate, uh, talking about how you should end the war in Iraq. And I think people forget how toxic, toxic that was in 2007. I mean, when George right. Bush was still the president, we were still, we were still hot and heavy. That was like right after the surge or not this, what do they call it in Iraq? Not the surge. Was it the surge in Iraq? The, uh, yeah. So I think we, we really, I, I feel like there's another word for it, but we really sent a lot of guys in, in like 06 or 07 or something like that. So we were really hot and heavy and Ron Paul comes around and it's just like, you know, dropping metaphorical bombs on the stage um, of a Republican primary. And every, I think everybody's mind was kind of, or my mind was blown up. For me, I wasn't really political beforehand, uh, right? particularly. I hear that and, from a lot of people in the, of the Paul generation that they, yeah. he, they were, he's sort of, it's amazing to think how many people uh, were woken up by, by Ron Paul. And I think oh, man. in a way, so well, certainly in a way, uh, I, I'm sort of, I popped up in the waves of that, sort of sure, the ripples sure, sure. of that movement. Um, because for me, you came through Ron Paul, so you had the guy to point you out. But I don't want to take all the credit and in, 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 in not have all of you being so impressed by how I did this. I mean, I got on Twitter in October, maybe 2016, 
and I've always been sort of a libertarian, uh, sort of a uh, liberty-minded person. Um, but it really was Twitter, probably to to Jack's chagrin, <laughs> that introduced <laughs> me to the more, uh, I don't even want to say extreme, but the, the more libertarian people. I remember the day that uh, Anarchy Ball followed me. I think I commented something on a post, and uh, and he followed me. And I was, I, I, I told my girlfriend, I was like, "Look at this! This is really cool." And eventually, he puts out that notice for the chat. He's like, "Hey guys, we're making oh, yeah. an Anarchy chat. Get in here." Yeah. And yeah. I put my name in. He picks me. We go in, and from there, I didn't have one Messiah. I had fifty. Yeah. <laughs> You know That's, what I'm saying? Yeah. Right, 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 yeah. I have, I, um, I crowdsourced my knowledge of libertarianism. Yeah, yeah. No, it's been, it's been so useful. It was such a great idea to get everybody kind of in, into, into one space. Cause man, it, you know, with anybody within the libertarian community, everybody's got their own ideas and everybody's like kind of running their own way and, and thinking they're, you know, it's like hurting cats, like getting anybody to, be in one place or talk, you know, talk about one thing and stay on topic and stuff like that. And that chat right. has kind of facilitated a little bit of that rather than having everybody run and ramp it out on the, uh, on the website. Um, although we still obviously all do, but it, it's, it's, uh, it's been nice to have that, that little, uh, it's community. been a unifying thing. It's, it, it's really, it's really brought a lot of minds together. It's really brought a lot of similar opinions together. And I think I've learned a lot of things from that chat, uh, about, about how different you can take this thing yeah. and yet still still be legit libertarian legit about liberty and freedom but you can be so different i mean we got every we got everybody under the sun in that kind of a chat and and this isn't all about the chat but if we're talking about how we how we came in twitter is always going to have a special place in my heart because of how invaluable of a resource that was. If I didn't find Twitter, never would have read Spooner. That crazy old fuck is really the guy who made me think that the social contract is bullshit. And from yep. there, I haven't been able to stop annoying my college professors about it. So <laughs> it's been an Dude, invaluable I can't, resource. I can't even imagine being this uh, deep into the process when I was in college because I definitely wasn't. I, I was – uh, I oh god damn it! Oh, there that it is, dog again. There I, it is, my neighbor's dog. I am a dog lover, but that thing, is, <laughs> dude! I swear to God, it is the, the shrillest. Size, it's the shrillest bark, and it's the dog is the size of like a, a like a, a, a brick. Like I mean, it's tiny. I mean, and oh my god, it, it just terrorizes me, man. It terrorizes me. I hear it in my sleep. Well, it's you're awful. dealing with that over there, and meanwhile, whenever I'm in the location that I'm in recording. My neighbors have uh, have a daughter who's I I want to say she's autistic, legitimately autistic, and she oh, has God. a speaker in her room and she plays like like really loud bassy music, just over and over at like two a.m. Dude, that sucks. at like two a.m. That sucks. It, we're, so you got the shrill dog and I got the music going off. Yep, shrill dog. Oh, yeah, shrill yeah, dog. Yeah. <laughs> what are we talking about? I don't Spooner? even remember, oh, man. That dog oh, just me, knocked me off track. Oh yeah, Spooner. Me, oh yeah, me I was saying I couldn't to my I, teachers in class. Yes, I couldn't even. <laughs> I, I, I wasn't. I just wasn't that deep into it uh, at that at that time. I, I, I was like watching Ron Paul. And I was like, oh yeah, this makes a whole lot of fucking sense. Like that, just 
I, I was more of a capital L libertarian, but I, I wouldn't, I don't think I would have put up a huge fight if somebody came at me from a, from, you know, a natural rights perspective. I, I probably wouldn't have, I, I, it probably would have more or less, you know, clicked a little bit at the time, but I definitely wasn't that deep in. I, I, I was, you know, I wanted to drink beer and, and, you know, just do math and, yeah, you got to have a comfortable fall into insanity. I, I yeah, just fell yeah. down was, the trap door. It was a door. gentle fall through my early 20s. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's amazing. And I, I always wanted to ask because I really – I don't know. I didn't know anything about it. I, I remember when Obama was elected in 08, I was in eighth grade and we were all watching it in the auditorium. Oh, I remember okay. that. Yeah. I specifically remember that. And I just want – I'm so curious how, how the college scene was regarding Ron Paul. Because he was he was running as a Republican, and I'm I have to be sure that at least in '08 there was still a serious stigma against Republicans, especially after Bush. Absolutely. So what was that like? Absolutely. Yeah. No, for sure. And and where I went to school wasn't exactly super liberal. It wasn't like super super conservative, but it was it was like agricultural. So like it, you know, I mean, it definitely leaned. It was. For a college, I would say it was conservative, which is to say that in mainstream America, it was probably like kind of center left. Um, right. And, and, uh, even in 08, you're saying mm. it went that deep in 08? Cause we got crazy yeah, colleges I mean, today. No, yeah. I, I don't know. It, it's tough to say, man. I, 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 part of it, part of it was that like, I don't feel like it was that insane at that time, but it definitely, it did, it definitely didn't feel that insane at that time, but it may have been, that, you know, I don't know, I was in a mountain town and like, we were pretty isolated and it, you know, I, it was engineering. So like, I don't know, it just, there was people, we were drinking beer and trying to pass tests. Like it just didn't feel, I, I you know, I'm sure there, there was that, that social justice warrior kind of element, if that's what you were looking for. But that's it what was, I'm, yeah. It, it was not like on daily display. There was not like this constant just with, you know, I only have one college experience, so I couldn't tell you what it's like now, but, uh, it, it sounds at least like it's pretty intense and it, it definitely wasn't, didn't feel that way at the time. Although, you know, God, man, you know, we were just drinking beer and barely getting by. So like, <laughs> who the hell knows? You know, I was like, I was looking for rent money the next month and like, look, you know, right. drinking forties and, and, and just being a, total shithead so i, and I so don't know what I, is it, that about like ron paul like just a party kid or, or a group of party kids what the hell was it about ron paul that brought people in so was i would it say the rebellious i would say, I, I don't know man i i don't know what it was and i will i'll, I'll say that i it wasn't like i was with a bunch of people that were big fans of ron paul i got caught up in it there was a couple people around campus that got caught up in it and we, you'd see each other around and be like holy shit did you see ron paul's like thing last night and you know they'd be like people would get stoked but i mean i would say that like you were saying, there was such a backlash to Republicanism and George Bush, and again, we were in the midst of the war in Iraq um, that that most people were on were were Team Obama and and pretty hardcore Team Obama. And I, I'll, I'll even say that I was I didn't vote for Obama, and I obviously wanted Ron Paul to win, but I wanted Obama. I knew that it was going to be Obama or McCain, and uh, I wanted it to be Obama. Now was '08 the election where they they cheated Ron Paul out of the well? Primary? They cheated him in both. They did. They did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Explain that sure. in '08. How does that go in '08? <sighs> I know about 2012. I know the Mitt yeah, Romney thing. I think where it, I think he was actually more the same, got but more. They, he was certainly getting media blackout, and he was certainly like they you know they were dodging him with questions during the 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 uh, 
during the uh, debates and stuff like that, it wasn't nearly as obvious as, as it was in 12 because he hadn't, he didn't, he built such a groundswell in 08 that it carried into 12 and he carried into 12 like with momentum. So like they were already mm. trying to shut him down. It, it was a lot more obvious in 2012 and 2000. Man, this is 10 years ago too. When you think about it, how fucking yeah, crazy is that? Fucking crazy, this is our dude. decade yeah. ago episode. <laughs> yeah. So why was there a media blackout against Ron Paul? Uh, in 08? Yeah, because I, I you know... I, I say there was a media blackout. I, I'd have to go back. I, I don't know that I would bet house and home on, like... It, it wasn't as obvious as it as it was in 2012. I But but they definitely, it's, I it's do... It's kind of amazing how all of the media get together. And and I want to say this very carefully. Yeah. The, the, the only thing similar about Bernie Sanders and Ron Paul is the rebelliousness. Yeah, right. It's, it's right. only the the crowds that they garner of people who want to make real change. That's it. But that being said, it's amazing how those types of candidates always get silenced by the oh, media. Oh yeah, man. Yeah, like it's fucking clockwork. Crazy, man. Like who in the mainstream media was talking about Ron Paul? Who in the mainstream media was talking about Bernie Sanders? It's it's that rebelliousness that needs to be quieted. I think the biggest news source that talked about Bernie Sanders like he was the real deal was the Young Turks, which big source, but not taken seriously. I have at all. zero exposure to the Young Turks except for just knowing that there is something called the Young Turks. I gotta tell you, you're not missing much. Oh, really? <laughs> you really not missing? No, you're not missing. Much. I mean, the Alex Jones moments and the Stephen Crowder moments are fucking pure gold, but. You're not missing much with them, dude. That so that's that was that was what uh, probably back when in 08, it, when I was younger, when I was when I was younger, back in 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 the early like early to mid 2000s, Alex Jones. I feel although now with the power of retrospect, maybe it was just that I was young and nobody else was watching it. But I remember Infowars was like nobody knew what that was, and like it was super. Like if somebody knew what it was and knew that you were into Infowars, like you were out. Like you know, it, oh, it, it was, it was so it was just as bad back then. Well, no, it was worse. I would say it was absolutely really? worse. I mean, because the big thing, the big thing, at least as I perceive it, and maybe maybe other people had different experiences, but as I perceive it, the big the big thing that Infowars really like got known for was just the nine eleven truth stuff. So back when I was starting college, that was pretty fresh. I mean. You know, yeah, it, it was certainly in the last five years. So, like, yeah. it, it, it was it was pretty fresh in everybody's mind, and 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 people were still pretty pretty red hot about it and trying to, you know, get to the bottom of of whatever that was. So, you know, the fact that Info Wars was out there hammering that hammering that nail every every day was was certainly it was enough to land. You were an immediate conspiracy theorist if you were at all in InfoWars or Alex Jones or anything like that because of, you know, that was the main thing that it was known for, for, you know, for better or for worse or, or accurately or inaccurately. That was, that was the deal. That's so, so, so also another part that I never had any experience with. I remember Patrice O'Neill on the Opie and Anthony show, probably in 2009 talking about Alex Jones. I remember yeah, yeah. that because I, I used to listen to it even when I was like just starting high school. But, what, um, Alex Jones or, or... No, 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 uh, the Open Anthony show. And, and Patrice O'Neill was super adamant about how Alex Jones was right about everything. It's really <laughs> funny. That's probably the biggest media exposure Alex Jones got at the time. It was really crazy. And I never looked into it because I was in high school. But, yeah, that's... It kind of... Maybe we could segue that into the point of uh, how common that is in libertarianism, that sort of 
that rebelliousness, that that yeah, it seeking is. It is. knowledge that nobody else wants to touch. Yeah, right, exactly. Not giving a shit and just pursuing something just for the sake of intellectually pursuing it. And uh, and yeah, and sometimes you know that I think that was like one of my big things. Uh, one of the, maybe something that uh, as I got older, I started to back off a little bit on was like you would get caught up, or I would get caught up in it almost was this feeling of the the most insane conspiracy like theory explanation for something had to be true because if you if you didn't accept that then you couldn't accept that something that insane could possibly happen you know and where 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 as i i i started to and and conspiracy was absolutely my vehicle into liberty like it absolutely was it That's is absolutely so interesting yeah it was a thing that 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 <coughs> woke like broke my mind or, or changed the way that I thought or whatever you want to say. It was a thing that, that made me not like ever, like I don't ever remember turning on Fox or CNN or a- anything and saying, yeah, this is probably right. Like I never in my life going back till I was a toddler or, you know, obviously not that extreme, but young, <laughs> I, I never, you were a woke um, baby. <laughs> yeah, dude. Well, well, so when I was, when I was really young, like back in the early nineties, I, I would I would stay up late and listen to Coast to Coast AM all night like and, oh, yeah, and go to bed that. you know I'm I'm like I'm I'm you know dying in school I'm like seven years older I don't know how old I'm, ten so like maybe. what is Coast and I'm to like, Coast AM even I need to stop you there because I don't even know what that is oh uh, so okay so it was like this it I mean it's still going I actually still listen to it from time to time it was a late night AM radio program run at the time by this guy named Art Bell who was a just really um talented and interesting dude uh he was a a, i'm a ham radio operator he was a ham radio operator he was actually in the army i think deployed to vietnam as a radio broadcaster for operating like one of the voice of america stations or something like that right Mm -hmm. and i think he either defected or 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 disobeyed orders and would play anti-war music like over the airwaves while while deployed over there and then um, <clears throat> came, I, I don't know, life went on for him and came back and he started this, this program on, uh, he lived in, in outside of Vegas uh, and started this radio program called Coast to Coast AM. And the intent of the radio program, as I understand it, uh, it was going in the 80s before I was listening. And I don't think there's a whole lot of archives that go back that far. But, you know, it was more or less just a late night radio program to talk about fringe stuff that nobody else wanted to talk about during the day. And, and that was, that, that's ended up what it was being what it was and i mean he he's vaguely libertarian i don't think he's you know he's I don't mainly think he's just like, a crazy guy uh i don't think he's a crazy guy and i don't think he ever came off that way i think he was super open-minded and was just wanted to create an interesting product i, I the, oh, the more okay yeah i he he was pretty down to earth and in fact i would i would classify him far more as like a conservatarian type um, okay that then like a lunatic like tinfoil hat libertarian like like you know, the Alex like Jones a, yeah yeah and maybe like you I was in it. my late teens you and early 20s <laughs> yeah. and, and and you know but it was just a really fascinating I mean they would talk about anything it was, and, and, and actually it was not political at the time in the 90s it, it really wasn't the thing that really triggered it was 9-11 and that's when I noticed that it was like every night people because people would get it was, it was largely driven by call-ins so people every night would call in like you know what about 9-11 you know what about you know this and that and but but you know I mean for example they would talk about Bigfoot or aliens or oh my or, god yeah Bigfoot so, 
Everyone's entry into libertarianism. Uh, yeah, right. Yes, yes. That's the natural order of things. It's Bigfoot, aliens, and then Ron Paul. That's how you. That's how you do it, right? <laughs> that's how we did <laughs> it in the early nineties, baby. <laughs> that's how we did. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, no. So it was. It was like it was a fun ass radio show that just broadened your horizons, and uh, maybe not some not not super constructive ways. But you know, at any rate, that was my introduction to just being a maniac. God, you're. I gotta tell you, your story's more interesting than mine, for sure. Oh, man. But it brings us into probably the last thing we're gonna talk about here, but I do wanna get it out so that we have a commitment to do it. Okay. You are the conspiracy guy. I am naturally the contrarian, so anyone who's bringing up a conspiracy to me, I, I automatically think that they're wrong. And anyone who thinks that there are no conspiracies, I automatically think that they're wrong. So I love I propose... that you being the contrarian means that you're against conspiracies because that's how far out this is. <laughs> that's where it goes, man. So with that being said, I want to obligate us at okay. some point sure. to do this idea that I had. What's that? I'm calling it – it's a working title. I'm calling okay. it Conspiracy Court. Conspiracy court. Okay. Conspiracy court. So here's the here's the basic plan. We get another person in here because we're going to have guests, and let's face it, all of our friends are fucking maniacs. So it's they perfect. Are. A yes. perfect thing True. we can do. I like this. I like this we idea We can bring so far. them in. We can bring them okay. in. We can have them pitch a conspiracy to us. Okay. And we, you and me, and maybe we could get a, a third impartial judge. I will blindly co sign it. I will blindly co sign it. Absolutely. Oh, we're already I going there? That already. You're, oh, oh. <laughs> okay, so we're going to need another judge. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to need some kind of counter, counterweight we to my need just greenlighting everything. Yeah, if you're just going to go full tinfoil buck fucking wild on me, I, uh, yep. I need another judge. But we have them. Pitch the conspiracies. We vote on whether or not we believe them. We need more information or we don't believe them. That is my pitch. That is the first game that I want to play. I want to do some okay. Todd takes. We still need to need to explain Todd takes before we go. But okay. I want to obligate Okay, so right we, got con- we, we got conspiracy court. We'll get some panelists on here to counterweight my insanity. And somebody comes on, pitches a conspiracy theory, and we vote on what – it's just an up or down vote, whether we Man, believe it we, or not. Is if that- we could do that or not – do we I need okay okay happy. let me let me ask you this let me ask you this are we going to have any kind of fact checking in process like are we going to have some what are you talking about just no, of course not well okay then i'm just going to say this i'm i'm going to be fact checking it which is to say that i'm not going to be checking any facts and just just then just co-signing oh dude i'm doing the exact same thing but the opposite okay. i am instantly going that's not true nope not true that's what okay, i want to do okay all right if we could get this, Th- this done is... even one time uh, we're golden. This is a perfect template. Okay, so then – and then we got Todd takes, uh, okay. which – You want to explain Todd? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you okay, want to so explain there a, Todd? There was this, there was this uh, Twitter profile for – I think his name is Todd Hagopian, uh, and he was the li- – <laughs> His, his handle was the libertarian. <laughs> it's in, hard. It's the libertarian in laughing. chief. Yeah, it's it, which was insane. I mean, if you're a libertarian, you wouldn't want somebody in chief. So it was like a contradiction. And, and anyway, so this guy just had the most normie takes of all time, of all time, and it was like this just concentrated, pure, just you know, black tar Gary Johnson type. Like like if you could just. Just boil down Gary Johnson into everything that makes him Gary Johnson. 
that's what this guy is. Except he's he was probably like a more... rendered. He was like a fat rendered Gary Johnson. Yes, 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 yes. And but there was something just so lovable about the guy, like where you're just <laughs> looking at it and you just throw your hands up and you're like, yeah. Yeah, okay. Like like, like, yeah, it's like, like you're not even mad. It's it's like your <laughs> like, uncle or your little sister talking yeah, about things you like and, and they you're don't like, quite get it. Right, right. But you know that that's the intellectual capacity that they have so you can't get mad at them. It's like it's like somebody that like the best they're going to do is a B plus and so when they come home with a B plus you're like, "Dude, nice." Like Jesus. that's great. Like I very hope Todd hears this. Yeah. No, no I hope, Dude, I would love it. Dude, if we had Todd on here, that would just blow my mind and we well, would have to end the podcast. See, that's the thing. We can't have Todd on here because yes, we can't find that is, him. That is the thing. So what happened there? <laughs> Todd apparently. <laughs> you want me to take on... this over? <laughs> yeah, yeah, please, please, please. So Todd apparently, as you were gonna say, well, one day I was searching for Todd. Actually, we were in a group chat with uh, Mance Raider. I remember that, and a couple other people in the group chat, but specifically Mance Raider. And the reason why I remember that is because I was searching on Twitter for some normie Todd takes because we sure. were talking about. Todd takes because this has been an idea that's been brewing for a long time. Well, and also it's just something that we do. Like it's it was almost part of my daily routine. Like I would wake up, I like you know check Zero Hedge and then like check my check charts Todd. and yep. then and then check Todd see if right. there was any like good exactly. Good shit. Like, you know. So I was checking it. We were we were we were on the we were talking in Google Hangouts probably about like two a.m. We were going late and I wanted to check Todd see if he said anything funny because we were ragging on him and I put in Todd in in the search bar. I get nothing. I go, what? I, I, I go, I know, I know his handle, so let me put in his panic whole handle. I type, I type, oh yeah, I'm getting the shaky fingers at this point. I put yeah. in Todd Gulpian. Clammy palms. <laughs> Don't talk about my clams. <laughs> I, I, get, I, I, I put in Todd Gulpian, I put in his name, and I get nothing. And then what I do is I search his name on Twitter, and the first post I see is, wait a minute, did Todd Gulpian get banned? And I, I, I... I say in utter shock to all of you guys in the in the hangouts, I go, guys, Todd Agapian got banned. And everyone goes, what? What are, you, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? And then there's silence, pure silence for just a moment. <laughs> and Mance looks up. I think he was watching uh, CBC or something like that. And he looks back up at the camera. And he goes, oh, yeah, I heard that guy called someone a donut puncher. <laughs> and Just got banned. <laughs> and, and he got – and so it has been – and I have no reason to suspect that, that, uh, that Mance is lying. No, no. <laughs> and no reason, especially because it's, it's pure gold. It is. It's the, it's the most normy way to get – after all the insanity that our crew pumps out onto the website, Todd has like this like generic anti like homophobic tweet and just gets banned immediately. Like, like that's the way that Todd Agabian get gets banned for calling someone a donut puncher. Oh, God. And Todd immediately, I, I I couldn't feel my face. I I never laughed that hard in my life. I had tears in my eyes when I heard oh, that. Oh my God! Yeah, it was it partially. Was, I, I was I was absolutely. I was absolutely dying. And also, Mance just had the best delivery of all time. It, it's it unbelievable. It's just like a casual, oh, yeah, yeah. You got Dan, he's calling somebody a donut puncher or something. It's like, unbelievable. Like he, like, he knew. Like, he knew for hours, and he didn't say anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. so he and was used to it. it. He'd been sitting on it. Yeah, he had the ace in the hole. Yeah. It's, the guy... 
Todd needs to come back. Is what uh, all we're saying all about I to agree. say this. Todd needs to come back, and the entire point of this podcast is to get Todd back. Yes. That's basically yes. the point yes. of the podcast at this it's point. The entire thing. <laughs> so we've been trying to get in contact him. We can't, but you know, we came up with the idea of Todd takes in honor of Todd, even though we wanted to do it before Todd actually got killed. Yes, um, because the bulk of Todd takes were supposed to be actually from Todd. Todd. But now we actually have to go and scour the internet for more normie takes that are perfect. The the thing is that it's got to be like the perfect normie take where it's like you can find normie takes out there, right? Oh, yeah. You can find like like libertarian takes out there. But that perfect mix, he had something, man. He had a saucepan on the burner and he was putting some pinch of something in there that just made it perfect. He was putting a pinch of of paper. It was paper. Yeah, just shredded up paper and it just mixed in (laughs) just perfectly and just made this delightful little Todd take patty. And I can't replicate it. You can't replicate it. I've been searching. I I need my fix. So that was the plan with the Todd takes. That's the other thing I want to throw out there so we get obligated to it. Two pieces to the framework, conspiracy court, Todd takes. We're going to find the most normie take possible. We're going to analyze it. We're going to laugh about it. Maybe we'll bring other guests in. They can talk about it, analyze it. Maybe we'll hit a little news. Maybe we'll hit a little baseball. Maybe we'll hit some other sports. Sure. That's, we have some plans, and we hope that you guys are going to join us because I'm having a fun time in Malibu. Yep. We're sipping in coconuts and... and- Shitting on Todd, baby. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not sipping any nuts, sir. Ah, well, sir, I might. I might. I might be recording with the wrong guy. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. No, not sipping. Where am I? <laughs> so, hopefully, and maybe that's maybe we're coming to a close here. We got a good amount of time in there. Um, yeah, man. Do you want to? You want to uh, sh- uh, shout out where where to follow you? What you're at? Uh, Goonie Birdo on Twitter. No, man. I changed my uh, I changed my uh, label a little while ago. I don't even know what we call that thing anymore. Um. Anyway, guys, you can find me at at Birdarchist. I'll probably put that oh, up in the description right. whenever we get a chance to. Yeah, man. Show some respect. Sorry. And uh, Car, where can they find you? Car Camp It. It was originally a car camping blog turned insanity. Well, it's still the second best car camping blog in, in Texas, right? I assume. I, yeah, I mean, I, I have some humility. I, I assume somebody has a better one. Well, there you go, guys. We'll send you off. Uh, hopefully you'll tune in with us the next time we do one of these things. And uh, believe me, when we do the next one of these things, you'll know about it because it'll be pumping out all through Twitter. Um, Till then, peace out. Peace out, guys. Two hands on the wheel. <laughs>